they'd go and put their fingers by their eyes and make slanty eyes and say, hey, China sweet, hey, China sweet. The district prosecutor, his name was John Sweet, and he argued that the Finns were Mongols and they were perceived as yellow, rendering them ineligible for American naturalization and citizenship. If you're not falling on the right side politically, your racial identity is something that seems to be up for grabs in order to punish you. Hi, I'm Danielle Romero, and thank you so much for being with me again here on my channel, where we have been researching American identity, and this particular focus has been the struggle for a lot of immigrants to become white. And I just want to make something clear that I don't believe these people were necessarily trying to become white for the sake of becoming white. The reason that this was an issue was because these people were trying to become U.S. citizens. They could not become naturalized according to the Naturalization Act of 1790 and then the updated Act of 1870 unless they fell into one of two categories. They had to be white or of African descent. Well, the Finns had no chance of claiming that they were of African descent in court, so they had to try to say they were white. The earliest Finnish immigrants, you gotta say that three times fast, were actually Swedes in a legal sense, possibly speaking Swedish, and they settled in the Swedish colony of New Sweden. Um, one of the founding fathers of the United States, John Morton, and his name was actually anglicized. I think it was Martinin. Uh, he actually signed the Declaration of Independence. And so he was of Finnish descent. And even FDR, our president, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, can trace his ancestry back to 17th century Finnish colonists in New Sweden. As time progressed and new waves of Finnish immigration happened here in the United States, these immigrants faced racial discrimination and they were categorized as Asian due to theories suggesting that their language belonged to Uralic, not the Indo-European language family, which implied an origin outside of native European roots. The Finnish language, I don't know a lot about it, except it's very difficult. There's a lot of conjugations. And the argument was that this language was so different than a lot of these other European languages. This was a point of contention for some folks. But why were so many Finns coming to North America? Most Finnish immigrants hailed from impoverished rural regions such as Ostrobothnia, Northern Savonia, and the Torn Valley. And the port town of Hanko saw many Finns embarking on their transatlantic journey. Between 1870 and 1930, there was a massive wave of immigration of Finns to the United States. It started with 3,000 immigrants from Finland, but the numbers just kept building. The Finns had just a dream of what the new world experience was going to be like, and they came to seek their fortune here in America. And they sent tales back home of these vast fertile lands and the promises of a barrel of American dollars in mines, factories, and railroads. Professional recruiters employed by mining and shipping companies further encouraged Finns to make this journey across the ocean. Now, despite legislative efforts in the United States to curb this recruitment, 
The influx of Finnish migrants increased 12-fold in the following decade, with 36,000 Finns leaving their homes for North America. The movement gained an even greater momentum in 1899 when the Russian government launched a campaign for the Russification of Finland, prompting many Finns to seek refuge in the New World. So by the early 1900s, an astonishing 150,000 new migrants saw a better life overseas. New England attracted pockets of Finnish settlers. The Upper Midwest, which had a lot of similarities to Finnish geography and climate, became another focal point for settlement. And notably, the Finn Hook area in northeastern Minnesota, northern Wisconsin, and the Upper Peninsula of Michigan saw a significant Finnish investment in mining and agriculture. And actually, when I was researching this, I saw there's a lot of town names that reflect that heritage, uh, especially in Michigan. The immigrants' contributions were diverse. Some were pursuing farming, and like I said, others were um, heavily into mining work and construction and the forest industry. So the flow of these immigrants continued until 1929, when the U.S. authorities established a new quota of 529 Finnish immigrants per year, not 530, 529, leading to some to migrate to Canada instead. By the turn of the 20th century, Minnesota became a battleground, not only for the Finns, but for labor disputes, particularly in the booming mining industry. In 1907, there was a large strike led by a group of mostly Finnish immigrants, and numbering between 10 and 16,000 people. And Finns comprised the most numerous and the most vocal protesters at this point. So stereotypes emerged that Finns were less capable of assimilating into American culture and less capable of joining the American workforce. Acrimony, though, against the Finnish social radicals in Minnesota, as they were seen by many, reached its peak during the trial of John Svan and 15 others. This trial was held on January 4th, 1908, and it was to determine whether or not these Finnish immigrants could become naturalized U.S. citizens. Could they become American citizens? The district prosecutor, his name was John Sweet, and he argued that the Finns were Mongols, linking their socialistic ideology to the collectivist East Asian philosophies. He portrayed the Finns as having an Asiatic mindset, um, which he said was out of harmony with the American way of thinking. The history of Finnish immigrants in the United States is a testament to the complexities of assimilation and whiteness. But before I tell you what happened with that lawsuit, I want to share some quotes that I found from Finnish Americans, kind of just reflecting on their family story here in the United States. So cultural historian Marianne Wargelin, I think is how you say her name, this is what she said. I'm a fourth generation Finnish American. I said to my father, well, us Finlanders, and my dad said, Marianne, you can't say that. That's a racist remark, and that's a put-down of the worst variety. Another one was an anecdotal story from a boy named Will Sandstrom. His family moved from northern Minnesota to Duluth during World War II when he was about nine years old. And this is what he said. We lived in what was then called Fintown. There were other parts of the town where Norwegians and Swedes lived. And I remember my name was Sandstrom, and this other fellow's name was Carlson, and we were white, blonde, blonde as could be. And the Swedes, because they knew our parents and our grandparents were from Finland, 
they'd go and put their fingers by their eyes and make slanty eyes and say, hey, China Swede, hey, China Swede. China Swede was one term and Roundhead was another. The judge's name for this lawsuit was William A. Kant, and his ruling on January 17, 1908, reflected a comprehensive understanding of the Finnish people's physical characteristics. So he did a deep dive into their history, why do they look the way they look, and how do we feel about that? And so he brought in ethnologists, people to kind of explain more about the background of the Finns' ethnicity and their history as a people. And the ethnologists weighed in on a debate. And they traced this possibility of Finnish origins all the way to Mongolian roots, but they said it was probably very a very long time ago. These scholars underlined that Finns were almost universally characterized by light skin, blue or gray eyes, and light hair, deviating from the typical Mongolian traits. The ethnologists believe that even though the Finns had maybe distant Mongol, Mongolian origins, that their prolonged exposure to the cold and northern climate of Finland had remarkably transformed them into some of the, quote, whitest people on earth. Now, in the court's opinion, um, which I'll link to below, Judge Kant concluded that Finns were unequivocally white persons in the understanding of the law, and they were granted U.S. citizenship. So this landmark decision provided the Finnish immigrants, including John Svahn, with the opportunity to become proud citizens of the United States, officially declaring Finnish people as non-members of the yellow race. But even after this, there was substantial resentment among the local American population toward Finnish settlers. They were seen as carrying distinct customs and they were slow to adopt the English language. In late 1928, the Masaba Range Cooperative Federation began securing land for a park to accommodate large Finnish gatherings. It was 160 acres, including a 52-acre lake, and it was purchased for $2,000. Forty Finnish-American organizations purchased membership shares. Volunteers cleared land for the road, the grounds, the building site. But this period of the park's founding was actually one of strong anti-Finnish sentiment, that the, there were signs across the park that said, no Indians or Finns allowed. I haven't found these signs myself, but I've seen reference to them over at Ellis Island. And you know, this is a very similar thing that we see happening with the Italian Sicilian immigrants, that they are associated with this anarchy, this anarchist movement, and there's this fear of Italians bringing over anarchy from Italy. And a video that I haven't made yet, but I plan to, is a lynching of Italian men in Tampa, Florida in 1910. And it was almost identical to this story and that the lynching occurred after a factory went on strike and they suspected that it was these Italian men who had involvement with that. Just as an aside, you know, we're talking about the Finnish immigrant experience here in the United States, but what about in the eyes of the Nazi racial experts? You know, the Nazis, um, I think, are some of the first people that we think of when we think about categorization by race or phenotype. Due to their heritage, the Finns found themselves initially classified by the Nazi racial experts experts as people distinct from these other Nordic countries, despite the you know political unity with Sweden. During World War II, a turn of events altered this perception. 
Owing to Finland's vital military contributions to the northern flank on the Eastern Front, particularly in 1942, Hitler made a decree that marked a significant shift in how Finland was perceived by the Nazi government. In November 1942, Hitler declared that, quote, from now on, Finland and the Finnish people will be treated and designated as a Nordic state and a Nordic people. Now, this declaration at the time was probably regarded as one of the highest compliments that the Nazi government could bestow upon another country. And this change in classification recognized Finland as part of this overarching Nordic group. There's a, there's a strong connection between politics and, and racial identity here. And not that one racial group is going to skew towards a certain political group, but that if you're not falling on the right side politically, your racial identity is something that seems to be up for grabs in order to punish you. One year after one of the major strikes that the Finns had been involved in, um, the company's superintendent had stated, quote, and this is about the Finns, their people, the Finns, are good laborers but trouble breeders. They're a race that tries to take advantage of the companies at every opportunity and are not to be trusted. I was pretty shocked to hear the slur China Swede. From my research, it sounds like Finns who are still in Finland, that is not something, that's not a term that they heard. That's really something that um, immigrants from Finland to the United States encountered. So let me know if you have Finnish heritage or what you know about this topic. Uh, it was totally brand new to me, and I feel like there's still more to dig into. So let me know what you think. And if you're interested in any other videos about the struggle for different groups to immigrate and become U.S. citizens, I'll leave the playlist right here. Otherwise, we'll talk soon. Thanks. Ei